You're listening to the Say Chill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Say Chill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. Hey, Chip. Steven. We're here in the Say Chill studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, we've we finished our series. On feelings. On feelings. Yeah. And now we're, we're just kind of starting in a new direction. And, and one that complements exactly where we just finished. Well, they all do. Oh, they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, don't, we don't get far afield from the feelings. True. They kind of are the core. Those eight core feelings kind of run through everything that Sage Hill does. It's true indeed. Yeah. Uh, how have you been doing? I, Stephen, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm just, um, spring's here. I'm, well, actually, I'm, I'm kind of dreading <laughs> the garden. Sonia the does garden. organic gardening. Yes. It's, it's gonna be. Are organic gardens twice as much work as a regular garden? Uh, to me, they are because <laughs> you still pour Miracle Grow on everything. Oh no, no, no Miracle Grow is like the MSG. No of Miracle Grow, growth, no yeah. Roundup, no Seven, no no uh, no Roundup, no insecticide, no nothing. How do you keep the bugs? You don't get to keep the bugs off of it. That's just part no, of no, it. No, no, no. They're they're organic ways. For example, eggshells, uh, eggshells ground up in the soil will often keep. I think um, something from. You have to talk to Sonia. Okay. <laughs> I just do what she says, pretty much. Vinegar? No, something, something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's stewed that, cabbage always kept me away. The smell of stewed, stewed I can cabbage. I see that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that smell. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what Sonia pulls out of the ground. It's going to be great. She started her seeds. She has little plastic containers and little like sponges and. She starts her seeds, the organic so seeds. So she starts heirloom. from seed. Yeah, it's all heirloom. You yeah. can buy organic plants that have grown a little bit. Well, it's just heirloom. What it is, it's it's plants that reseed. See, so most, she takes her plants the previous year. Well, you take the actually use it. It's the, the company itself is a, okay. Is a so she's not reseeding her own. She and, does some. That's but, amazing. Yeah, it really is. Uh, does that with some flowers and also some of the vegetables. But, wow. Yeah, it's really, really We go neat. down to Bates Nursery every year and buy some organic plants and put them in our back our organic backyard <laughs> and let them organically grow. Yeah. I'm telling you, Sonia and I have gone to war over Roundup. Oh, we don't do Roundup. Heather won't let me do Roundup. Would we about, go buy organic plants? But what about your weeds? Uh, we just dig a, dig all the weeds out, and she goes out I'm every morning. About the garden. I'm talking about sidewalks and rock walls. We round up the hell out of that that's stuff. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, yeah, no eggshell's going to get that stuff. Yeah, we just round up. We've got no roundup at all. Well, you're just a better person than I am. No, well, we're just having to reorient everything and put in. Oh, it's just anyway. Wow. Well, we're not talking about gardening today. No. no. So you were telling me early about a word, Hebrew word that you have found in Scripture. That is actually not in scripture, but this is a really great story. Yeah, I think it's a great story. Well, will you please enlighten me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll do that. But there's a there's a there's a Hebrew word. It's a y e k a in in uh, English. You try to say that in Hebrew. Well, it's. I looked it up. It's Aika. I believe that's correct. And I know that's that's such a bad pronunciation. I know I I made it sound like (laughs) Japanese or something, but. But it, 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 it was fascinating to me because I picked it up in a novel. And, um, I, uh, uh, it, and, and what, it, what, it, what basically presented is this. It, it's, a, it's an old Hebrew, it's a Hebrew word, ancient word, that's still used in uh, present time. And 
it, it, it's what a parent, for example, would call and say to a child that either uh, she, she or he doesn't know where they are, literally, physically, but also doesn't know where they are from the standpoint of where they are inside themselves. Wow. So, so it means, Aika means where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And it's w- one word that is a question, three words in, in English. And it, it clearly communicates, I'm not so much interested, the physical, your physical presence. I'm very interested to know that you are safe or to know where you are internally. Are you okay? Where are you? You're, because the person speaking it is in pain. It's a lament question. It, it's a lamentation. Present day. Um, an ache. So, yeah, it's an ache that you, you are gone from me. Your presence is no presence. Your here is no here. I miss you. Yes. And I want to be with you. Yes. And it, it assumes that there was a bond or closeness that was very present and has now ended. And unless I can know you from the inside out, my lament, my moaning, and my groan will continue. So the where are you is a question of caring, uh, a question of, of uh, on some levels, the wound of, of, of breaking apart. Um, and so turns out that is also the word that used the first question that God ever asked in Genesis. That's the word That's from the Genesis word. It's, it's the same word. Wow. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's, it's used all over the place uh, about relationship in, in the Hebrew language. Uh, it's just, a, just common as shalom. I mean, when somebody says goodbye, they say shalom in Israel, right? right? And I've never with, been. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, it's just a bye and shalom. But goodbye in English has almost nothing in it. Yeah. Shalom it's peace, has yeah. a, 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 it's a blessing upon a person. Right. And, and it's, when somebody walks out of a shop, shalom. You know, it's it's rich and deep and relational, and the the Hebrew world, Hebrew language, Hebrew mindset, Hebrew origins, Judaic origins, just it's so deep and rich. It's it's it's, it's been I think so many ways skipped. So we so, opened the podcast, and I said, "How are you doing?" That really was a that really was asking a well, question more really, like, "Where are you?" Yes, you really say, where you are. Like, yeah, where are you? Yes, because you have a curiosity about me. Yep. A willingness to risk with me, yep. uh, hoping to like. If you can have my inside, you can delight in my presence, and there's a loss without that, right? And then if I were, you know, you know, if we moved on into if I were in trouble, you'd stand in my way, perhaps. And those are yeah, love. Dan Allender talks about the four characteristics of love. So, Genesis three nine, God comes into the garden, where He is wont to be with His people, accustomed wont. And they're not there, but he, of course, can see them. He's God. And he laments. He moans. He groans. It, it's, it's the worst ache than a parent can possibly imagine mm. because God knows heart, relationship, creation, who he's created, the love beyond love as we can picture it. So when God says, where are you? In English, it's where are you? But in Hebrew, Aika, it's, oh, no, until I can have that which you've taken from me back, I cannot be 
with you. You're taking your presence from me. Yes. And I ache for it. Yes. And so what's amazing is, and, and I know that what I'm about to say, let me just say it first, that when, when the man, or the, it could have been the woman, but when the person, when Adam said, I was afraid because I was conscious of my condition. I was afraid because I was naked. I was naked and I hid. And, yeah. and so I hid. And, you know, it, it, that was the answer. Yeah, yeah, it was a telling the truth. Yes, that yeah. and, and and when he answered God's question truthfully by feeling his feelings and telling the truth, and he handed it over to the process, gave it back, yeah. no longer able to protect himself because he wasn't protected. God and Adam, God and hu- humankind, restarted a relationship. Now that's profound to me, and so when. Uh, now the tragedy is, of course, that uh, the relationship is 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 walking. The, it's the road of redemption, which is, as you and I both know, is year in, year out, thousands of years old. But the most amazing thing was that when he answered the question to the lament, which was "Here I am," which is several times in Scripture when when God says, you know, shows His presence, and the I answer am, is yeah. "Here I am." It's a Statement of devotion. It's a statement of powerlessness. It's a statement of inability to, to escape. It's a statement of willingness. It's a statement of trust. It's a statement also there's nowhere else to go. And what's amazing is that when people answer that question, in several places in the New Testament, Jesus says, your faith has saved you. Your faith has healed you. You know, he says to Bartimaeus, the blind man, what do you want from me? Bartimaeus says, I want to see. Where are you? Uh, the the uh, the bleeding woman touches the uh, bottom of Jesus. You touch me. Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. And it's it. Jesus comes into the world aching, and he's asking the question. Israel, over Israel, how long I've waited to take how you under long, my wing? Exactly. Where are how you? Why would, yeah. So it's yeah. implied in the backdrop of all well, these stories. Yes, Aika. Uh, God. That's the first question God asked. Three chapters in, two chapters are good. Everything falls apart. And from that point on, God has never stopped asking this question of lament. It's a question that willingness to be in pain for uh, those who really, frankly, would love to do anything to avert the answer. Right. Because, I mean, I was afraid, so I hid. I mean, that is, that's, that's the great tragedy in the tragedy yeah. of living. So I just, anyway, I just thought that it was so profound uh, that the first question God ever asked is, a, is sort of a casual but needy question in the, the daily living in the human, human plane, human level. It has to be then one of the one of the kindness questions we can ask someone else is to really be curious about where are you, yeah, um, and to l- invite them. And and when a person begins to speak the truth of their heart and make confession, come into agreement with themselves, right, and another yeah. person. There's magic that happens there. I mean, there's a transformative experience in just someone wanting mm-hmm. to know and someone risking to tell mm-hmm. that where they are. And, you know, Stephen, that's incredible because uh, one of my deepest desire, one of, one of my deepest desires of my heart is that as my sons grow on into their lives, uh, one is, I frankly put, I, I miss them uh, more uh, than I once did. Because they were there, and um, so I, I catch myself wondering a whole lot. Eka, where are they? Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. And um, the human 
part two is I want to know where you are from the standpoint I want to hear that it's good. Yeah. But also there is the lament inside. No matter what your condition is, I want to know just where you are. A true curiosity. So when you said it's one of the most loving questions a person can ask, it's a loving question when the person who's asking really wants to know and they're willing to be well, it's one of the also then has to be one of the most loving questions we can ask ourselves. This should be compassion with and ourselves. Where am I? Mm-hmm. And begin to tell the truth about ourselves, mm-hmm. even if we don't like the truth. Mm-hmm. Begin to tell the truth about ourselves mm-hmm. to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a way we can really and guess what love ourselves. That, what's amazing about that? I, I heard. I said, guess what? Guess heard, what? What? Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. But uh, there was a the, this guy. So I just went on a trip. And there was a guy who was, uh, well, we went on a cruise, and a guy on the boat from a, another land. When you go on a trip, it's either the beach, a cruise, or Disney World. There's not <laughs> yeah, a lot of... Yes, one of those. But, <laughs> but this guy said, said, going back to what you just said, one of the most loving things we can even do for ourselves is to answer the question. This guy was serving coffee and tea, and he, was, he said, free coffee and tea, coffee and tea, free coffee and tea. And kind of just, you know, yeah. sort of dancing Being playful, through yeah. the playfulness. Somebody said, what are you so happy about? And he said, you know, uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And he did this. Some, <laughs> I've tried to do an accent, but he did this accent, spread his arms out holding a pot of coffee and a pot of tea. Yeah. And he said, I, I wake up every morning at 4.30. And so I can spend time, and he didn't say this, but he spent time answering that question. Where am I? Where am I? And so that I can draw from the one who's asking me. Yeah. And, and he said that if I wait, if I don't get up that time, by 6.30, the noise has started in my brain. Yeah. Because everyone else is getting up. And anxiety and starts. And, and we're going and, yeah. back into our day. So he said, so if I, if I answer that question that God is asking first thing and spend time with the one asking, love relationship, asking myself, being yeah. asked by God, then he says it lasts all day long. There's a, a book and a program called The Artist Way, which is about uh, unlocking creativity uh-huh. and developing your own creativity and staying fresh and not getting burned out creatively. One of the fundamental exercises in that, in that uh, book is called Morning Pages, uh-huh. and it's where you just write, 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 write. You're not writing for posterity. You're not writing a journal that you're going to look back on later necessarily. Mm-hmm. You're just answering the question of, where am I? Yeah. And you're just letting all the wow. voices and critiques and comments flow. Uh, and the woman that created it said, because if you don't, they're going to rattle around inside of you all day, just begging to come out. It's, There's no space in yes. you. Yeah. And, and I have asked um, over the years, just how much time do you spend with yourself in solitude in the mornings? And um, the answer is tragic. Um, How little time people spend with themselves. Yes, and yeah. solitude, as you now know, leads to a conversation with God. Yeah. Uh, even if you aren't a God person, it leads yeah. to conversation with <laughs> yeah. something other that is in control yeah. of life, and you're not it. You're not I think it. that's why most people... Don't do it. Yeah. Does it take some out of the control? Sure. What I'll do instead is I'll get up in the morning and possibly watch the news so I can be perfectly afraid and then glad it's not happening to me and going about my day. Or know what I'm afraid of. (laughs) Oh, this is what I'm afraid of. These are all the bad things that happen. Yeah. So we sell fear instead of of possibility. Well, that's a great word. I, I bet. I bet there's a blog coming out about this word. 
There will be. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because it. I just think it's very profound. It was wonderful. It's a really great. I I love that about how little things like that can open up a whole world. Yeah. It's daily living. Yeah. Daily All living. Right. Thanks, hey, Chip. Hey, thank you, Steve. All right, man. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast. Want to take a second to let you know about something coming up that we're starting called Sage Hill Leadership Lab, which is an opportunity for leaders, men or women who are leading in a professional context. They're entrepreneurs or doctors or nurse leaders or managers or church leaders or principals to come meet four times a year to be in a process of learning to lead more fully from the heart. To find out more about that, you can go to sagehillconsulting.com.